Podcast Answer Man, episode number 68. This show is sponsored by AG Design. Need a new website, logo, or artwork for your podcast? Visit agedesign.com slash podcast today. For a 20% discount, be sure to mention the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I'm coming to you with just a couple updates of what's going on in my new media and podcasting as a career lifestyle, as well as doing some basic question and answer kind of stuff that comes in on a normal, regular basis. So uh, to start things off, I will just share with you and uh, tell you something major happened in my business world. And of course, I shared an episode about this called My Crazy Life, episode number 243. Happened to be four plus members only as I was walking late at night and shared a little bit more of the personal, intimate details of the business. And uh, I kind of reserved some of the more intimate stuff for plus members only because at least I know those people are the folks who are really, really um, the encouragers and and not going to take maybe me sharing some more personal details and and kind of um, just being overly critical of some of those things. But uh, anyway, one of the things that I shared that I will share with you here for the Podcast Answer Man is back in September of 2007, I decided, you know, I wanted to give myself a business name that would be different than um, gspn.tv. I, I wanted something that was not so 100% tied into GSPN as our content that we produce for that network because I didn't want any of our clients to say, you know, hey, I'm doing my, you know, my consulting work is done through GSPN and then they go and look it up and they find us, which I don't, obviously, I don't think there's anything objectionable whatsoever on GSPN.tv. However, there are quite a few uh, very strong faith-based podcasts that I produce. One is called About the Church. The other is called The Almost Daily Devotional and those are extremely strong, really uh, just devout, um, Christian-based, faith-based podcasts. And perhaps maybe I'll have a client that, you know, they're they're not Christian or they're they're basically, uh, they just don't want to be tied to it. Not that they're against it, it's just not something they want to be tied to. So I decided that I would come up with a a business name that would uh, basically be the consulting arm of 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 my business. And so I came out with this name called Bitcast Media, B-I-T-C-A-S-T, Media. And I thought it was a wonderful name, and I had a great friend of mine, his name is Chef Mark, and uh, he warned me, he says, Cliff, you gotta understand, that's a cool name, but you better go and have a trademark attorney uh, register that thing for you. you. You need to apply for a trademark on that. And of course, at the time, I just, you know, starting this business out with nothing in hand and, and nothing other than my determination, sheer determination, passion, and and everything moving forward, I decided, well, okay, I cannot afford to hire a trademark attorney, send them hundreds of dollars, and then pay for all that process. So instead, I did not. However, I was thankful for my friend, Chef Mark, bringing this up because if I would have not had that conversation with him, I would have registered my business name and incorporated or, yeah, incorporated myself, not necessarily incorporated, but set up my LLC under BitCast Media LLC. Because he warned me of this, I made a very smart decision and I 
I, instead of doing that, I did Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC, and I did this thing called an assumed name, which is basically Ravenscraft uh, Enterprises LLC doing business as Bitcast Media is one of my was one of my legally adopted assumed names for my business. And so I registered that with the state of Kentucky, and lo and behold, uh, months down the road, it's, gosh, it's been, I don't know, it's been at least seven months now since I registered um, Bitcast Media as an assumed name. What happened was a somebody else, another company out there in the, in the new media field, went and registered the trademark Bitcast. Now, in all fairness, I will tell you that the company had been using the term BitCast and for the name of a technology that they had developed uh, for quite some time. And the only thing I can tell you is, is I happen to believe without any shadow of a doubt that the reason why they went and applied for the trademark on that is because they saw my tweets out there um, that said, you know, hey, you are, uh, I, I, I told everybody, I came out with this great name, it's called BitCast Media. And it, I, that was back in September, and um, late September, early October, and about nine days after that is when this company filed a trademark application for uh, the trademark on BitCast. And lo and behold, I would imagine maybe it's taken some time to get everything finally uh, through, filed, authorized, and completely taken care of. And uh, this week, yesterday, I received an email from an attorney on behalf of this company. And I happen to do, I, I really do believe that th- this is the way it's gone down because uh, the company, I, I know the, I know all the relationships of the companies out there that are connected with this. And, and, and I happen to know there are several people that would be from that company that are following me on Twitter. And so, yeah, uh, it, it's it's the way it went down, and um, so anyway, I got a cease and desist on the name Bitcast, and so I can no longer use Bitcast Media as the name of my business. So if you go to bitcastmedia.com, of course, now it forwards to podcastanswerman.com. A couple other things that I did um, since I went through the process and had to pretty much scrub everything I could of using the name Bitcast, I went ahead and... Um, set my domain up to where it no longer says cliffravenscraft.com. If you go to cliffravenscraft.com, it's going to forward you to podcastanswerman.com versus the other way around. Before, I was telling you all to go to podcastanswerman.com, and I don't know if you recognized it or not, but it was going over to cliffravenscraft.com. And so I've, I've kind of fixed that, and I, I'm thinking I'm probably going to continue to just do business under Ravenscraft Enterprises, LLC. I was thinking about maybe... Uh, getting an assumed name for podcastanswerman.com and also an assumed name for just Ravenscraft Media. And it, the cool thing is, is knowing that this was an issue that I didn't have the trademark and knowing that it could be possible that somebody might come and try to keep me from using the name BitCast, I went through everything I've gone through over the last several months trying to really brand BitCast Media as me. I mean, it really is. It's it's kind of like when people, it's, I, I've kind of worked it out in a way that when somebody says, hey, I, you know, if you're looking into podcasting, there's a guy you need to talk to. His name's Cliff Ravenscraft and here's his card. It's not like, oh, well, you need to get in touch with BitCast Media. BitCast Media has just been so in the back 
of the of the picture when when branding myself. So I'm not really overly upset about it. I was a little frustrated, a little angry when I first got the letter yesterday. Um, of course, it completely steered the entire direction of my day. And uh, you know what? Overall, I'm 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 okay with it. Let's see here. So some other things going on. I basically picked up a, a brand new client. Um, it's official. They took the appraisal or the proposal that I sent them and approved it immediately upon sending it over. It is a child care facility in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. And they ordered a very large equipment purchased uh, through me. For their one facility, they're going to do some podcasting and new media work with their their very, very young children. And uh, the whole idea and the concept for their phase one is to basically do some sound seeing um, tour, kind, sound seeing kind of episodes with the kids, you know, whenever the, the folks come in and uh, let's say from the zoo or from the wildlife preserve or conservatory or whatever, and they come in and they do demonstrations, bring animals in, kind of record a little bit of that, but then kind of interview the kids or 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 have the recorder going while the kids are asking questions and things. And of course, then they'll bring all that in studio and they'll record in professional audio quality using the high LPR 40 mics that I ordered for them and the same mixer that I'm using and of course I got them the Edderall recorder for the sound seeing stuff but also for the ability to record directly from the Heil mic into the uh, mixer and then in of course into directly the Edderall recorder and so um, yeah it, they and basically they'll be recording a, a radio show for the parents in phase one and and it's basically to help reduce the anxiety of not being involved in in the care of your children as um, a lot of families unfortunately have both parents uh, mom and dad out in the workforce and so this is a way that they can you know on their commute if they want to they can kind of just once a week hear a little update on a podcast what's going on with their children uh, what's gone on the last week what's coming up in the next week and and just an audio newsletter with with just some really cool and encouraging things the other thing is they're going to move in some other directions. I can't talk about those, but I'm very excited about what all they have planned. And they're going to roll this out to several of their other locations, which of course means more equipment purchase, which would be more of the same of what they've already purchased, just putting it in other locations. And then, of course, going out, setting that up and training new staff on it. So I'm very excited about this client. And what's awesome is that it's come from the referral of another client. And and I, I'm I'm really thankful for that. Couple other things I'll share with you is that uh, I'm very excited to say that GSPN.TV Plus membership just recently jumped up to 128 members. And uh, for those of you who are listening to this, if you're a Plus member, thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, it really is awesome to have uh, the support of folks out there who are willing to pay just $10 a month to help support the fact that Stephanie and I do podcasting and new media as, as a career for a living to bring in our income to support our family. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if you're not a Plus member, would you consider it? gspn.tv slash plus is where you find out more information about that. All right, so um, what else is going on? Obviously, you can hear in the background there are kids on the other side of the wall. And uh, we're getting ready to record the full-time mom here this afternoon. But before I do that, I do want to go in here and see if I have any podcast answer man questions that I have. And I'm almost positive there are. 
And let's see here. This came in from a consulting client I was currently working with. And she says, if I want to do an interview with uh, me plus two people, is it okay that they share the second microphone? All right. So that's a great question. So basically, this is an individual who is a consulting client of mine. And she uh, has a setup with a mixer. And she has one Heil PR40 microphone. And she wanted to know, if she's going to have two other people come into the studio, is it okay that they share a second mic? Now... I w- this is exactly what I responded to her. I shared that, yes, it is possible for the two to share a second mic. However, it's not advisable. There are a couple reasons. Number one, not everybody feels comfortable speaking into a microphone first and foremost. And so number two, they often sometimes get intimidated by it and kind of like stand back from it, which you ha- kind of, if you're going to have somebody be in a, in a co-hosting situation or or an interview situation, you really want them very good. You you want them to become pretty comfortable with the mic and and kind of uh, put them right up there. In fact, if some people I know in podcasting, uh, for a second mic, they actually use a lapel mic. That way, it's kind of out of the way, and it's and they don't have to feel like they need to be up there. The only concern I have about lapel mics as for interviewees is if they ruffle their shirt around or move around a lot, and you get that that noise because that can't be taken out. But you know, that's an option as well, you know, lapel mics. But here, this was a cost factor, you know. You don't really need to invest in a ton of mics if you're only every now and then going to interview two other people. I mean, you don't want to go out and buy two high, two more high PR40s. Uh, well, maybe you do. <laughs> no, seriously, you don't. But if you do, come to me and, and I'll sell them to you. But anyway... Um, you you really don't need to spend all that money for two more high LPR 40s if you're only going to interview two other people uh, at the same time, maybe once every three or four months. Now, um, what I, in her situation, her, her original question is, you know, I'm getting ready to possibly do an interview, maybe one a month or one every other month. Do you think I should definitely go get another high PR 40? And of course, being, you know, the, the salesman that I am, I'm not looking just to make a quick sale. I'm looking to be practical. And I know that she was really concerned about the budget on additional equipment. She'd already forked out a, a good deal of money. In fact, she has the same equipment I has, have. She has a portable digital recorder, a big mixer, and the, the high PR 40 with the shock mountain pop filter. So, I mean, she's already spent a, a lot of money on equipment with me. And I said, you know what? No, you don't really need another high PR 40. However, if you're going to have a situation where, you know, maybe every other week you're going to have somebody there and or you're going to have a co-host with you all the time, then, yeah, you kind of want to get you want to fork out the extra money because you're going to tell a difference between the two. But if these are interviewees and it's only every now and then, honestly, I suggest maybe getting something like a Shure SM58 um, or, you know, there there are other microphones out there that'll work just fine that are, you know, half the cost, if not even a little bit less than that. And so that's that's what I had advised her. I said, you know, if you're, I'd just go ahead and get, you know, a Shure SM58 with a desktop mount and the foam uh, windscreen on it. We'll send it out with the with the cable. And she goes, and then she came back with this question. And so, you know, should is it okay if I have two people in the studio to share that mic? And so my my answer to that is no. It, it, it's really not because I know a lot of podcasts out there that use have multiple people 
in the recordings and some of them are sharing mics and I hear about uh, folks complain to me saying, you know what, I really like so-and-so podcast and I just can't stand, why can't they just buy another mic? And and those are the listeners of those shows that are coming to me. And it's not me digging for that response, it's just what I'm hearing. And the, a couple of problems with sharing one microphone uh, between two interviewees or guest hosts, if you will, um, is the fact that there are going to be probably, chances are, equal di- or not equal distance away from the microphone. Or one may be like me. And by golly, I like to talk real loud. But if you get somebody like my wife, sometimes she'll sit here and talk like this. And, and so you'll have me here and you'll have this person down here. And, and the problem is, is that if, if this person down here talks like this, then I can do this. I can gain up the microphone a bit. And, uh, but if I talk really, you hear how that clicked, but if I see, so basically what you need to be able to do is you need to have each person on their own microphone in the studio so that you can adjust the audio. See, I'm turning it way down right now, but I'm talking really loud into the microphone and now I'm putting it back up to where I normally do. So I want to be able to control the, the two different people. There, there's distance between the microphone difference. Then there's difference in the, in the way, the loudness of what they talk. And you want to be able to control their volumes independently so that in the post-production process, you're able to, to um, eliminate the need to go in and every time that quiet person talked, where you have to go in and, and amplify their signal um, in in post production, which could literally add more than an hour to your post production uh, process over top of what you normally do. So uh, she came back with a, a great idea. In the event that she has two other people that she wants to interview, she came up with a great idea. She's already got the portable digital recorder, like the Edderall. Why not go out into the field, into the field? And, and record them as we're walking along. And of course, that way, you're getting the ambient noise, the, the, the sounds that surround you are basically setting the stage of a, of a wonderful atmosphere. And as you're walking through the woods, you know, your, your uh, shoes ruffling the leaves or the grass or the, or the path, you can just, it, the birds in the background, you can gain that thing up really high to where, you know, pretty much it's, it's, just as though as you listen to it afterward, as though you were eavesdropping on the conversation or you were walking along the trail with them. And so that's an excellent idea. Or to, or to take, the, you know, take you and the two other people to Starbucks and sit at a round table and put the Edderall right in the center of the three of you. And again, make it, a, make it you know, hey, thanks for joining us over coffee. You know, and, and this is what we're talking about today. And and do it out of the studio. And and that way you're gonna be you're gonna have really good. The only thing I don't suggest is going into a plain room like your studio and sitting at a table and putting the Edderall right in the middle of you there. Because then you get this you get the little bouncing of the audio off the walls and it sounds kind of boring and dead. Uh, around you, you've kind of you don't have any real good ambient noise. Maybe a fan is about the best you're gonna get, or a computer running in the background. But uh, take it to a coffee house, uh, uh, take it to a lunch location, or or take it outside and get some surrounding noise. So that's how you can get around the need for two microphones uh, when you have two other people. 
All right, and then of course she said, if I wanna do telephone interviews, what other equipment do I need? Well, folks, I will tell you, I use the JK Audio Broadcast Host, and you can see that at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment, and you scroll down and you will see a thing called the JK Audio Broadcast Host. And uh, it is absolutely wonderful. It's what allows me to do this. I will. That's just basically I push a button and it brings in my telephone line right in to my audio recording. And I encourage you to go back to episode. I think it was 65 of the podcast answer man. And I did the entire interview with Bob Heil using the broadcast host. So it'll give you a perfect example of what that sounds like. Well, I'll tell you what, that's enough for today. I do have lots of other questions and answers. I'm going to try to come to you guys on a more consistent basis, as I've promised. And I want to say thank you to Evan Agee, A-G-E-E-Design.com. Go to slash podcast for me, if you will, so you can get some good tracking there. Uh, yes, and if you mention Podcast Answer Man, he'll give you 20% off anything he does for you. Absolutely wonderful stuff there. So thank you for that. And of course, again, if you guys aren't a gspn.tv plus member, please do consider going to gspn.tv slash plus. I do do this stuff full time. This is how I earn a living. And so I would love it if you would be able to support that. And um, also, if you're considering the purchase of equipment, I do sell equipment. Go to GS or go to podcastanswerman.com slash packages. You'll see some pre-made packages. But hey, I do more than just that. I can create pretty much a package devoted just to you with more than the equipment you see there. And uh, of course, I'm available for one-on-one consulting as well. If you want to contact me, Cliff at gspn.tv. Mm-hmm.